1: Vinnie Vincent Vinnie Vincent have you heard anything from this guy since they broke up Well Vinnie they're doing ET Part 2 and Vinnie's up for the role Ah <laughs> 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 Vinnie I'm just local kidding for that one. Yes <laughs> Vinnie goes rock No I mean it's <laughs> ET goes rock
2: You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Dustable Geek Podcast Network, hosted by the two men who put the hot in psychotic. I'm talking about Loose Cannon, and I'm talking about Baco. Heavy metal Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined, as always, by the Dickish Loose Cannon, Luce, How are you this <laughs> afternoon? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. I do have to say that that
3: sounds uh, less like an intro and more like a <laughs> show review.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, we'll get into uh, that later.
3: But yeah, sure. But yeah, so I want to say well done. I've been, I've been saying that a lot lately between the Black Sabbath stuff and. And uh, related-ish to Black Sabbath, a little bit. Your your recent Jake E. Lee interview. My goodness, great! So many nuggets.
2: Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, let Let me ask you real quick. It's about one in the afternoon. There is is it? Are you are you, are you having a beer yet or not? I am. I just cracked open one right before the show. Uh, you want to go into?
0: Go I actually ahead, have a
2: uh, I I am what do you well tell me what you're drinking. We haven't done that in a while. What what, oh, what sure. do you got for beer today? I'm drinking Dos Equis like you do. <laughs> I don't always drink Dos Equis. Uh it's <laughs> almost never Dos Equis. <laughs> Would be an upgrade as I like to say but but
3: yes. What what do you want to know? I am drinking uh, fuck what even am I drinking? Something from Tell it's called uh, Russell Kelly Pale Ale from Telluride Brewing Company. So now you can okay. rip on me.
2: I uh, I'm actually drinking something called Uteppels. It's a Duffeldorf Duffeldorf style, Elt Eltbeer, European style, whatever. Uh, it was actually a, a pod warming gift from uh, uh, a local listener named uh, um, Andy Shaw. Wow, uh, he, he was he flew out to Nashville for the Rock and Pod Expo, and uh, he's thinking about starting his own show. So he wanted to come and check out my little setup. So he brought me a gift of a six pack of Corona and this one Utepples. So nice, thank you, thank you, Andy.
3: Well done, good stuff. Yeah I, back, I th- yeah, I think you're, you actually had the more dickish beer than me today. Well, yeah, that's, possibly. That's that's a, it's
2: it's it's a, it's a red amber beer. It's actually very smooth. I, I'm I'm actually quite enjoying it. Uh, uh, I can't wait to piss it out. Anyway, uh, yeah, Get back it. to the Jakey e. Lee interview. Is there something, can I share something with that that uh, didn't make the actual uh, episode? Yes.
3: Can I ask one other thing first about it, though? Of course. Yeah. Did, what did you expect time-wise? Did they give you a time restraint or expectation going into the interview?
2: There was no, like, you have 30 minutes, he's okay. got stuff, so they, nothing like that. I These typically go about a half hour. Right. Uh, and, and I had a, you know, if you want to pull behind the curtain, when I'm talking to somebody like, you know, an Erie Vaughn or a Jakey Lee, where I know a lot just off the top of my head, I, I kind of make notes in case the interview goes bad so I can just kind of have some kind of follow-along thing. Um, but when it goes good... I just kind of go with the flow. And that sure. was what happened with Jakey Lee. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe, I mean, when I got to like the 70 minute mark and we haven't even talked about the new record, I'm like, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, he was comfortable. I mean, kind of people, usually if somebody, uh, if
3: you don't pass the douchebag test, as we like to say, they, they, <laughs> yeah. immediately, they immediately stop you with your questions and go
2: right to whatever the hell they're pushing. Well, whatever he was doing that day, he was ready to talk and in the mood. And yeah. he, everybody who heard it, you know, you know exactly what I'm getting at. Uh, uh, and you know, and, and he was the same way with, uh, you know, our, our, boy Josh over at talk to me, He interviewed him a little while back. Yep. Um, and it was also a very fun and loose conversation. So, uh, I, I, if Jake's in the right mood, man, I guess he goes for it. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, he's going to, he's got a lot of press going on right now. Can I
3: ask you something though? Cause it sounded like it flowed very naturally. Was there anything you actually edited out? I
2: did. Uh, <laughs> at, at his request, uh, we were talking, and he was in the middle of an answer. And he's like, well, you, you can edit this, right? And at that point, he let me know that he was taking a piss. <laughs> uh he was actually, you know, in the act, and he's he he asked me if I could actually hear it, and I'm like, no, I don't hear anything, and he's like, yeah, it's because I'm 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 peeing on the side of the toilet. So he's explaining what he's doing, right? And then his his wife hears this, and he's like, oh, my wife's yelling at me now, uh, and uh, so she ends up taking the phone and she talked to me for five minutes, and she was, I don't know, just hilarious. She was she was a lot of fun too. Uh, uh, just just to like she's like, don't you love how just like loose he is? He just up pissing right. That's great for an interview. And uh, <laughs> so no, she was she was very kind and she was fun. And uh, if you listen carefully, you can actually hear her using the microwave a couple times. And the, uh, apparently, he Ooh. does these interviews in their kitchen. So. You know what I'm guessing?
3: Hot pockets. A- Jakey Lulow's <laughs> hot pockets. That was actually the working title for Red Dragon Cartel hot pockets.
2: Hot pockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they went with patina. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, check out the record. It's actually grown on me now that I, you know, as prep for the show, I listened to it a couple more times, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's really got some amazing guitar playing on it, but the songs are getting uh, a little. I'm getting a little more used to them too. I think it's a grower because I really like the song. I think it was called Havana. If yeah, yeah, that was the, the opening first track, Speed Bag. I liked a lot. I talked about it that in the episode. Yeah, uh, they just he just released a video for Bitter at that same day um and that that video is a lot of fun to watch actually uh yeah i hope everybody liked it uh jake was a blast and uh thank you jake if you happen to be li- if, if jake is now a, a regular listener of the show which we know he's not um uh th- which is why i'm comfortable saying that we're him and i are probably best friends now sorry ron keel yeah I, and it is a pro tip for
3: interviews or anything like that always piss on the side of the bowl nobody can tell yes
2: yes yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah it, it makes you know, it makes less noise
4: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. um,
2: they might think you have like one of those nice fountains in no, your your yeah. house that just continuously goes in a loop. <laughs> you don't hear mine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I have four of them in the studio, That's along with wind chimes and a fan. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. You don't. But but I, I soundproof things so good they make no noise almost. Yeah. It's like you should be on the cover uh, of Better Homes and Basements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start that magazine
4: for fucking Wait, sure, God. man. How does yeah. that not exist? Especially in uh, the podcast world. It's a no whole- doubt.
2: We, we started off the episode with me calling you dickish. Uh, that uh, was a reference to something, correct? Sure, yeah. We always like to, to talk about reviews in the show, and um, we had a review
3: on our last... Uh, episode prior to that, they kiss state of the union address, was, which had a lot of traction, a lot of shares. We appreciate all the feedback. So I, can I read you one of the r- reviews? Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear it, man. Sure. So this comes from, uh, Robert E on uh, Facebook and it says first that I heard about this podcast, these hosts aren't even funny and come off like assholes and listen. And I listen to a lot of tickish kiss podcasts from So for me to say uh. that is pretty impressive.
2: So, thank you. At five stars. <laughs> Here you go.
0: Five stars. <laughs>
2: Oh uh, yeah, well hey thanks for checking us out, Robert.
0: Sorry, <laughs> right. hope
3: hope you stick around and enjoy enjoy yeah. <laughs> enjoy us in the future. So I think that's yeah, a fair yeah. re- review Listen, we're not from everybody, we're an acquired taste, I would say. Like uh,
2: No, other like, than uh, calling us dicks and assholes, it wasn't personal or anything. No, not, not at all. It was it was strictly about the content of the show. No, I, I saw that review. I actually like the almost Canadian response to well, you should check out their other stuff, it's not so bad, eh? Eh? Yeah, exactly. Some
3: people came to our defense. But that's fine. Listen we 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 like all reviews. Listen, if you go to Amazon and there's a product and everybody gives it five stars, you th- you know those are fake reviews. You got to have somebody that hates you. So if you got haters, yeah. You know you're doing something
2: right. You, you're not. You know you're accomplishing something in the World Wide Web when a stranger has something shitty to say about you. <laughs> it really does. The thing is that's interesting though. Is his his avatar though is a picture of the font? I'm not sure about. <laughs> I was I was gonna say my follow up to that, but that's why Michael Brannwald has such a high opinion of himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's right. That guy's like, damn, I'm doing good. Nobody likes me. by that was tyler bryant and the shakedowns a band that i've never heard of before and i recently saw the amazing silliness that is clutch masters of 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 how to keep an audience engaged and just put on put on a whole tutorial of just absolutely killing it that i saw a couple months ago and i haven't talked about but they were opening they opened for them and i never heard of them before but they're Young band straight up rock and uh, right that on. was that was a song backfire and I definitely suggest you to check out their most recent album so very good anyway what what else is what else is up and uh, do you want to maybe kind of do a bookend for our kiss episode before we move on because we cannot stop talking about them there
2: is kind of a recent development we should probably touch on that we would have definitely covered in that uh and also because it sounds like robert wants us to be only a kiss show well that's right
3: we should probably follow our our biggest fans uh lead and (laughs) and go into that so yeah i mean i mean you all you know but the thing is is that you uh you never progress as an artist or, or or a business unless you listen to your audience you have to embrace your feedback. And so I think we should really d- dig deep, in, and, and what I mean by that is do hardly anything different and continue our dickish and asshole uh, personas.
2: Hey, I, all, all seriousness, is he really that wrong? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> the only thing he
3: left off on that list was smug. All right, Baco, but before we go on with our usual
2: episode, let's let's do a bookend on kiss. Our last episode is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, with the uh, there's some pretty big, big uh, news in the Kiss world that came out right after the episode did. Again,
3: I thought there was enough on that episode, but no. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, this is not officially Kiss. It's a past Kiss member, and that is Vinny Vincent. He recently put out a very cleverly written press release, <laughs> um, which I think you're going to break down about an announcement uh, with a few changes to his upcoming shred show, originally scheduled in Memphis. Tennessee is that enough for you Are you ready to roll
2: yeah I mean uh it was initially going to be in the first uh what December 8th and 9th something like that uh uh in in December yep mm-hmm. sorry I think I said December twice there and uh, what just at the beginning middle of November uh he announced that big news people uh, he's got Carmine Appice on Woo. drums and, he, and he's got Tony Franklin on bass nice this is sounding good yeah, some pretty big heavy hitters. I'm like that. This actually is starting to sound intriguing. Maybe uh, the guy who struggled playing cold gin just a week ago has got his shit together. Yeah, but also there was some other news in there. Uh oh, um, what else
3: is in there? Lo- later in the press release, you know, yeah. It, usually it, it, you start with the uh, you. You don't want to bury the lead, so but they did.
2: Yeah. Well, if you bought a ticket to the show, you might uh, you might want to know a couple details have changed. One. Um, it's no longer on those dates. It got moved to February. So oh, okay, okay. Uh, um, I, I hope you didn't buy book a, a non refundable plane ticket, Julian Gill, and, Gil, and uh, book but, a hotel room. <laughs> hold on though, though. But but basically, but it, but but you know, a lot of places are very nice where
3: you can reschedule. If you're going to the same city, if you're going to Memphis, you can just re, you know move it to a couple dates later. it's long as yeah. like they have enough advance warning, so that can happen, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. No. So yeah, and then you maybe you just kind of move your your reservations around a little bit. Sure. Uh, hotels, or, you know, hotels, yeah. and whatnot. But if you couldn't, they were offering refunds. Of course, there was problems with people getting refunds. But we'll get it. I don't know if we needed to dig into that too much. Nobody's surprised by that. Uh, but they did change the city and venue. They didn't mention the venue change. They didn't <laughs> even mention that it was moving to another city. They just put the word Nashville at hmm. the bottom of the poster that used to say Memphis. Okay. So okay. you had to kind of figure it out on your own. It's oh, like yeah. So this is like a this
3: is like one of those adventure
2: press releases. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh I, I would like to use the term shady as fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would agree.
2: Uh yeah, I, look I I'm I, I'm on the record saying v, Vinny does have some mental issues. Uh I, I I don't like attacking him too much, but you know what? Uh, the person that, that, that is promoting this is the, is the same guy that did the Atlanta Expo and the same guy who went online. Are you yeah, kidding it, me? Nope. You, you should know better than to work with a guy who's mentally ill. And if Vinny can't help himself, people really shouldn't be involved with it. And I'm, I'm curious, Has does, do you think Carmine Appesee even knows he's part of this project? <laughs> Well, listen. I, he probably found out the same way people found out. It moved to Nashville. That's right. Yeah, he just woke up one day and and knew he had another gig. On a press release. <laughs> Look, I'm on a poster. I guess I got to go to Nashville.
3: <laughs> There's uh, no contract, but I'm on a poster, so I better get there. <laughs> oh man. Otherwise, uh, if you don't if you don't do that, you're in violation of poster. They should have had a contract, Baco.
2: Yeah, should have had a contract. Yeah, I feel bad for people who spent money on it only a little oh. bit. I, I think we're past the point of like uh, where you're going to buy things involving this guy, and you really shouldn't get a whole lot of sympathy when things go bad. So. No, you should actually just expect it. You, I, you know
3: what? If anybody does not buy travel insurance for anything related to <laughs> Vinny Vincent, they actually should have the uh, VV insurance. It's, 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 no
2: like, shit, like a, spe- a special supercharge too. I'll tell you this: if Vinny was sitting at a table selling a book or a CD. I wouldn't hand my cash to him until that book. He had to slide the book to me first. There's a lot
3: of things to go on with the Vinny Vincent and and fan transaction. A lot of danger.
2: But uh, yeah, God, God bless Vinny. Uh, I really, I I kind of hope he just keeps kicking the can down the street. I think it's far more interesting for us. Yeah. That like if I, he actually shows up, does a show, and has those guys, and and it goes okay, that kind of sucks for Cobras and Fire. It really. I does. really want him to just kind of like you know, or maybe just like. Never say another thing and (laughs) close the Facebook page uh, and just disappear for another decade. You know, and I'm not sure if this is connected, but um, the local guitar
3: center here, I checked it out. And uh, Bobby Dahl (laughs) is uh, is booked for guitar lessons uh, up till uh, uh, the end of March. (laughs) So that was a track Lifeline by the band with a lot of umlauts. Love Razor out of Canada. (laughs) That's for you, Meister. That's right. I love that song. That's actually a pretty solid album overall. So check it out. Love Razor, a lot of
2: umlauts. I
3: don't think you need do that. And If
2: you you needed me to translate into Canadian, what Loose Cannon said is that band sucks, but that song's all right. (laughs) Uh, proceed. What do you want to talk about next? Oh man, you know, a, a while it's it, it's 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 old news now, but I it's definitely something I wanted to talk about on the show. You had to see the Piercy show where he, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. You know what I'm talking about? Where like he basically he showed up just hammered in and on painkillers and sat on the drum riser and put on a show that was so bad it was bad for Steven Piercy. Yeah, on an interview. About a year ago or so, when he's promoting his
3: other solo album on the podcast, highly recommend to check out, called Rock Solid, and he said basically when he goes on tour, he says to his daughter uh, before he leaves, he goes, "I gotta go on tour now and go scream at people." <laughs> <laughs> not saying because they were talking about his voice. He's like, I've yeah. never been a singer. I've done my own thing. I know I'm not a greatest vocalist. I'm just I'm just uh, good when I'm good at what I do And sure. I, I agree. He has a he has a great voice.
2: When it's on, but when it's off, it is way the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, at least he doesn't run out of breath. But uh, true. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I I like I like the sound of, of his singing. Um, I I, I you, know, I'm a big fan of Rat. Uh, I just I, so I get where he's coming from. He's he's got more of that kind of cool, uh, California vibe to him. You know, and the, the problem is, as you get older, it's harder to continue to pull that off.
3: No, it, but part of the interview, too, is, is what do you what do you do to keep your vocals in shape? And he goes, nothing. <laughs>
2: <Something like that>. <laughs> hey, Dio <laughs> he said the same thing.
3: Right. right. OK, that's cool. Well, uh, okay. there's Two ends great- of the spectrum there. And again, because we, we always do quick little tangents, is how excited are you? The fact that there is an official holiday tour uh, coming next year that won't happen.
2: Yeah, I get, it's it's a it's just as official as it was a year ago. Uh, I haven't seen one fucking tour date yet, so I'm I'm waiting. You know what? Uh, if it, I, I'll stick to what I said, if it's within two hour drive of where I'm at, I'm going to make sure I, I I see it.
3: Yeah, but I'll tell you this much: I'm not sure if you knew this too, which which uh, this should make you more excited. You know, the tour promoter is Derek Christopher.
2: <laughs> wow, he's getting a lot of love from us today. Yeah, you know what? You know oh what when, when you're really fucked is when you get your t- the show postponed by a hologram. I heard his uh, his press agent is uh, the uh, ghost of Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs>
3: That's so, amazing. That was the original yeah. hologram,
2: I believe yeah <laughs> <Princess> <laughs> Leia, to, let's get back to Piercy because that was a fucking train wreck and i'm not even i don't buy his 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 response in the sense of like i'm taking painkillers and i uh, against better judgment had some alcohol with it apparently he's getting knee surgery a knee replacement done here um from from his knees are shot from slowly ambling across stages for three decades <laughs> Uh, um whatever I'm sure he does need the knee replacement. I don't know why i don't I don't even care, but has he ever I never see him jump well the, oh that's why that was the joke there is that it's not uh, like he's like this animated guy maybe he surfs or something I don't know um but uh, I can just imagine Piercy surfing but he's got a cigarette and a bottle of whiskey <laughs> in the other hand. he's wearing just jeans, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: not, there, a, <laughs> not a
2: drop not a drop of water is on him. He's got a he's got a fishnet uh, uh, shirt on, long sleeve. He's like hanging ten with with uh, a, a motorcycle boots.
3: Oh my god! <laughs> it, I, that, that's the only image of him I can see surfing, Baco. But continue <laughs> on with the story.
2: Yeah, but anyway, yeah, he did it again. And I, I look, the guy's probably just an addict struggling, and and that's not nothing to really make fun of. But I'm just like, he tried to pass it off as like, hey, my bad. I I got this. Sure, uh, like I I just I know he's he's had his struggles in the past with with I don't even know what I, I just know it, it's been a problem and, and it's it's not that unique of an issue but uh, you know all the best to him I really do but uh, this this whole lineup of rats kind of a sham anyway so I don't know sure. that it matters that much. Yeah, uh, you know his his album's pretty good. It's called Not Staying in Key. <laughs> uh you know what i when he sings uh good he's a better singer than he gives himself credit he sure he comes off as gene simmons a little bit when he talks about him his own uh, talent no i know he has he has a good sense of humor about himself is my point yeah, no, but, uh, I'm, not, I'm good with that. And, you yeah. know, I, uh, I I had about a 10-minute conversation with him uh, backstage at uh, Grand Rock Timber a few years ago when he was playing with scrap metal. He was very affable and very nice guy, and he didn't need to be. He didn't need to talk to me at all. He just happened to amp- walk out.
3: So, yeah, so as a segue, Stephen Piercy does have a new album, and it's called You Only Live Twice. And are you aware of the entire James Bond theme of the album besides the title? Are you aware?
2: I I got the title. You're saying that, like, the songs thematically are also riff, like kind of follow a James Bond kind of thing? Some of them, yeah. Well, I did know that um, before Roger Craig was picked, it was down to him and Stephen Piercy to play uh, James Bond. (laughs) Can you imagine him? do you have a mess shirt that also like shoots bullets
3: <laughs> you know when, when uh the when the piercy Piercey bond when stephen Bond rolls up to the bartender you know what is what is uh what does james Bond drink
2: <laughs> I, it's a very snobbish drink it's a well, it's, it's, it's a, a, it's a, a watered down mart. it's a it's a watered down martini
3: Yeah, something like that. You know,
2: because when you shake it, it it cracks the ice into small pieces and they melt quicker. Mm -hmm. So he's being a snob and getting a shitty drink.
3: And he's getting less alcohol than he he should be getting. Is that what you're saying?
2: Exactly. You he's know, watering you know, down his own drink, and he's acting like he's some kind of highfalutin guy for doing it. I can just imagine, like, Stephen Piercy, like, you know, wearing, like, a, a tuxedo with his kind of greasy hair, <laughs> you know, going back. <laughs> and, and he's going up to, like, the screenwriter and the director, and he's like, you know, instead of a vodka martini shaking that stirred, I kind of feel like James Bond is more of a Yagbomb guy. Drummer from Helix is in a medical-induced coma right now, loose because he fell off the roof of his house and cracked his skull.
3: Uh, ouch. <laughs> uh,
2: you know Well, thankfully it happened in Canada, so they don't need to start a GoFundMe page. But, Ooh, that's true. Uh, there, there's so much here. Uh, I, I, I First, I don't even know the guy's name. We should probably, maybe I should be more respectful and look up some details. But I think drummer from Helix is pretty de- describes it enough. But my lord, what's the what's what? What do you think the cutoff is? You know, I I have rules in life, Luce. I I have things that you can't do at a certain age, and I'm a fairly fun, easygoing guy in sure. the sense of I I, I I I'm more than happy to do things that a lot of people wouldn't do after the age of 18. But there are certain things I don't think a grown man should be wearing a sports jersey in public. Uh, after the age of 30, with, with the exception of of going to see that team play.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. But the other thing that is great about the sports jerseys after the age of 30 is thinking about how much they fucking paid for it. It's basically oh, paying yeah. for a sport for a sport coat. You can no buy it. Those are what 150 for the official um, ones. Well, of
2: yeah, it? I mean, it, look, I think the low end is 80. There's different like right. variations of them, but the point being is that like you know I'm like I I'll, I'll wear a Viking shirt on Viking Friday at of work, course. and and during of the game I I'll put on a t shirt or something like that. But 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 yeah, my rules are one: if the team is not playing, if the team that the jersey <laughs> you're wearing is not currently playing at the game you're at, you don't wear it. So leave your fucking Tim Tebow Dembo, Denver Broncos jersey at home when you're going to the, <laughs> see the Vikings and Lions play in case that wasn't clear. And also, frankly, if you're if it's the middle of July and you're wearing a Packard jersey or any team jersey uh, a- anywhere, because football season isn't happening in, you know, after February, uh, you, you, you unless you're a child. Or a young man, at the, once you hit the age of 30, you shouldn't be wearing this shit to anything other than some sort of sanctioned event in which the team is playing, whether that's watching at your buddy's house or going to the game. Yes, but the problem is that's the same reason that people wear Kiss T-shirts to, uh, uh,
3: <laughs> to funerals and, and, uh, and corporate events is they've paid yeah. too much for them.
2: Exactly I mean, you, yeah, you they, feel
3: they, you feel you have to get your, yeah. your money's worth once so you've they, they,
2: they, they feel that uh, once you tuck it in it becomes like a, a dress cl- dress clothes <laughs>
3: If you tuck in a jersey shirt yeah. you're officially ready to go to the uh, yeah. to the Christmas party
2: <laughs> well yeah you know in, in Wisconsin they, their, their dress clothes are sorted by home and away <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're clean or not. It's just
3: home
0: or away.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, their closet is sorted that way. Anyway. (laughs) Go ahead. uh, So what's what's the cutoff? Like, at what age should you no longer be allowed to be on your own roof?
3: You know, I haven't put a hard number to it, but I can tell you this much, is that uh, a couple years ago, I had to, I had issues where our our fucking uh, dryer was not drying because it was clogged, The little thing on the top that blows out of your roof and everything like that, and I went up on the roof, and I think I was at the time, I'm going to say late 30s, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing up here? I'm going to die. I'm about to die to take out lint out of a little tube. I'm like, I'm hiring somebody to do this, and I got right the fuck down.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I'm i going to go on record and saying I'm officially too old to be on my own roof. Uh, and, uh, you know, Godspeed to the Helix guy, but he's got to be older than either one of us. Oh, yeah,
3: and, and you know what the thing is? Yeah, On the positive end, his dryer works great now.
2: Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thankfully, my dryer lint just shoots out the back side of the house. So if that happens, uh, uh, it's, I just need to, like, I don't know, get down on my knees and crawl around on some bricks. So you're telling me if I'm having a drink in the backyard, I'm going to be sprayed with lint in your backyard? <laughs> In a very small particular spot, yes, you might uh <laughs> deal with that. But uh, no, it okay. it uh it doesn't doesn't shoot out the fucking roof. I've never heard yeah, of that yeah. before. But Th-
3: thanks for the beer Baco. It's a great day. I said, like, Oh, apparently you're doing reds.
2: Tastes like downy. That's <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. So we're doing PSAs for stay off your roof, past a certain age, don't wear jerseys out in certain situations. What else do you think is kinda like are you going through other aid
2: age uh Oh boy! So, yeah, that, I mean, I should have had more prepared because I got a ton of dumb rules like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think after the age of thirty, you shouldn't ha- eat at a buffet by choice. Oh my god! You have to be for it. That's right. I mean, at some point, you have to realize
3: that everybody has touched the food you're eating. Is yeah. That, that, I mean, it
2: it, it, it the, just the event itself should should repulse you. You know? Right. I mean, when you're a young kid and you're just trying to eat as much as you fucking can every time you eat. Right. I get it. But you, as an adult, why would you go? I mean, that's the whole thing. I've never understood buffets. Like, like the old
3: country buffet is one of the yeah. downfalls of our society. I mean, you go there. Um, and You it's see the, the best and brightest there, don't you? You really oh do. God. And I like the ones that go there and you're in line. Um, uh, I've, never, I've actually proudly never been to an old country buffet. <laughs> but I can, I can give you a, a, a similar kind of thing where they had, uh, God, what was it, Ponderosa? What's another couple of them?
2: fucking buffet. Well, I mean, right now it's the Golden Corral. The, the Kiss Buffet. I think that's... Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's actually, uh, Tommy actually, Summers just talked about that on... You know, because I listen to every second of Three Sides of the Coin. Sure. Uh, he just talked about the the... Just really poor behavior, just despicable behavior of KISS fans at the buffet. They cut in front of his friend and took the tongs before he could reach them. Have you been to a fucking buffet? If there's any any kind of food arrangement that basically says we welcome KISS fans, it's the fucking buffet. There is a lot of fucking tucked in t-shirts lined up and acting like if they don't get the food before you, they will run out of food. You know, do you know
3: when you're done eating at, at, at a buffet, uh, uh, if you're a buffet fan, is when your shirt becomes untucked while eating? <laughs> <laughs> that's that is the tipping know. point. That's when you know you're done. That's, that's, that's actually manners. But listen, the other thing is, is if, uh, first off, for Tommy to say that that's mean manners or whatever like that, if you're a professional buffet person, you know you bring your own tongs.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, that way you you, you just kind of grab what you need. You can reach around people. You know, professionals when they have them in their back pocket,
3: <laughs> the tongs just ready to go. Like bring a, like professionals. If you're playing pool, do you do you use the the house pull stick? Fuck no. You bring your own pool yeah. stick. You bring your own tongs. to The buffet.
2: That's the rules. If you're not ready to fucking be pushed and bullied and see the worst of society at a buffet, then you're just not prepared. I don't even – you've never been to one maybe. I get it. But if you've been to one, you should be prepared to be cut in front of, have people reach around you, to, to just be pushed around and by – I don't know. It's absurd behavior, Blues. It's
3: absurd. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, too, as I, I had a short career as a Ponderosa employee. And one of my mm. responsibilities was every 20 minutes, not, not changing the food out, but flipping the food over so it looked fresher. Oh. you understand? That? <laughs> that was my point. Is that, so, so when you're in the buffet and you're yeah, like, Ooh, no this doubt. looks like it was just put out. No. somebody. I would actually have to take it off-site, go in the back, flip it, and then take it back out so people thought they were getting <laughs> something fresh.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, were you, did you stir the mashed potatoes? And, uh, Fuck
3: no, I didn't stir them. I flipped them. I'm
2: not, gonna, okay. I'm not gonna flip I'm not gonna, the I'm mashed gonna, potatoes. You,
3: you flip them. You put them back out there. The people lot, lick their chops and they
2: continue on. I just run my tongue along the sneeze guard. <laughs> 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 yeah. sneeze. By the way, you're going out to eat and you're getting your food in an environment that requires a sneeze protection layer. <laughs> hey, this is a high class buffet. Got a sneeze guard. I want my food spat on in the kitchen like a normal person. It's rife. Right waiting for the general public to do it. Get it from the chef. You know what I feel like eating tonight, honey? A salad, some tacos, a few chicken wings, some mashed potatoes, some green beans. <laughs> I want dessert, maybe an ice cream cone, and some mac and cheese and shrimp. Where can I get that? <laughs> the, the, the menu at a buffet. A buffet sounds
3: like somebody that has Tourette's just trying to make a menu. This year there's been a ton of remasters that have come out this year. Do you mind if we just uh, talk about a few you know, like major releases and things like that?
2: Oh, you know I love myself some old rock and roll. Some uh, some repackaged and
3: repurposed rock and roll. Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm the target audience they're going for. If I like that record, you know, I want to
4: buy it again.
3: The point being is that there are some major releases, and that is they did the remastered finally the remastered version of Appetite for Destruction, which I have a quick question.
2: Oh yeah, I, I I never got back to him that I did I did buy that. Okay, I'm gonna ask for your feedback.
3: You've got the the Beatles White Album just came out in an insane version. I'm leaving uh, that
2: for Christmas, hopefully.
3: Okay, good. And uh, they did a remastered
2: version of Injustice for All. I haven't heard that yet. Not my favorite Metallica record, so no, I don't know.
3: Me either. Um, and they
2: didn't, they didn't remix it or anything with, and pull the bass up, so not that interested in just hearing a remaster. Yeah, and I'll go
3: into the biggest one that we're going to feature some music from that came out this year, too. But, but first, let's go back to what are your thoughts? You, you did get Appetite for the. Did you get it on vinyl? Did you get it on CD? What would you get? I bought it on CD. Okay. And your thoughts?
2: I uh, don't care. Honestly, I, I don't know why I bought it after after hearing it. Uh, it, it, it it sounds maybe a little better. Uh, I mainly bought it because of the bonus material. And it's like everything that I do when I buy that, though, I, I listen to it once. And then I, yeah. I never I never yeah. craved to hear it again. I've heard that Shadow of Your Love song years ago. Yeah, me uh, too. So whatever. But, you know, as a collector, it's a cool package. It was well done. Um and it was what, what, ten bucks or whatever. I don't care.
3: So. Yeah, were there any particular songs? I just want to see since it doesn't sound like anything jumped out of you. There was only nothing a hand. at all. No. Really? Okay. There's like two songs that, that I could tell the big difference on. Okay, let, let me hear it. Okay, um, the two. It would be Brownstone, um, like the some of the guitars really pulled up high, and then also actually I did notice some on Sweet Child of Mine, and part of that is because I've heard that song you know like everybody has a billion times so i could tell the slight differences of it but for the most part hmm rock the Rocket like cool rock masters Queen. it's just
2: louder you know
3: yeah i know but there no but there's a couple things that they actually did bring up i could tell that they you could you could see things that were like the bass you could hear the bass more in certain songs but it wasn't I almost just thought that Appetite was so well fucking done. It was one of the few few albums from the eighties or whatever that I didn't think needed. That's to read a big though.
2: part of it. It, it. it it was just it was recorded so well to begin with, uh, yeah. and it, it, it yeah. captured that band. I mean, how how many? I don't think there's another example of a band that that right out of the gate, the first thing they put out is a perfect, you know, uh, representation of what they are. I, I agree. Another thing is is that. Uh, I'm not sure –
3: well, they had like the deluxe version that's available for streaming too if you want to, which makes no sense to me. I don't understand certain companies that – I understand that they have a uh, duplication of if you have your regular album come out, it's going to be on all kinds of digital platforms. But if you have something that somebody has to pay $250 for, and I understand it comes in a more deluxe package, why release that to the masses? There's like That one is out on Spotify. If you want to hear 150 new versions of Appetite for Destruction, it's there.
2: Oh, really? I, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, you can go there and listen to the whole fucking thing that people will have to pay a shitload of money for. Don't understand that at all. But anyway, the demos of the Appetite songs sound almost identical to the final product. My point is they came in the studio ready to fucking go. So basically, well, Mike Klink just engineered the shit out of it. And Well, he
2: got the right done. tones and stuff well, like yes. that. You know I'm what I was mean? just saying,
3: I was impressed to hear that there was hardly even a solo change. I'm saying that's how well... <laughs> ready to go they were which is not
2: well the case. if you've read any of the history on that too like basically they got signed to a record deal and didn't even hit the studio for almost a year it sounds like you know so they had a lot of time to basically like well this is the way the song is you okay. Know. okay which is pretty common with first records honestly you, you know that those are the songs that you're 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 you is your best stuff at that point i don't
3: know i was just impressed how tight it sounded and a lot of them were just live takes they weren't just demos
2: they're live takes is my
3: point but uh, for a drug a band that was known for being drugged out beyond all belief they sounded Uh, tight as fuck
2: yeah a little better live band at the when they got at that point of their career than i think they get credit for yeah so uh anyway so that was that one um so the, the
3: the white album i've heard a couple things on that have not like i heard uh they put out uh, USSR, and it just came out. But the the only thing I can tell is that the, the plane is louder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that all the Beatles albums are hard to improve on those because I think all their versions have sounded great in the last
2: time. Yeah, I, I agree. But that one has a lot of uh, – um, as a music nerd, I, it's the bonus material that I think I'll find the demos okay. on that. And, again, I'll probably only listen to it once and not not really care about it too much. But Along with, the,
3: uh, with that, uh, <laughs> one of the biggest releases of the years – uh, along with Beatles and Metallica and Guns N' Roses, Kix put out their 30th uh, anniversary remix of called
2: Reblown of Blown My Fuse. Yeah, I would say initially this would be uh, like, uh, my, my reaction would have been like, why? And then I heard it and I'm like, okay. It's fucking great. It uh, is, this, it really is. It is amazing. The fact that Hill did it and made
3: it, made it not sound like Rat is also an accomplishment. Uh,
2: I'm sorry, Bew. Bugh. I'm saying his name is Bu. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you, you now officially have your David LaRoth. <laughs> Bugh Hill Bugh is Hill. his
0: name.
3: <laughs> yeah, Bugh Hill produced the Kikes' album, Don't Blow My Fuse.
2: Yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to believe they got away with a, such a racist name back then, Kikes. You would think so. And I, I, uh.
3: double the fact that there was a children's serial named that.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
3: exactly. Only only served in some parts of the the, uh, the country, mostly in the south.
2: <laughs> I think you just let that one sit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ellie Guns are two of the bands that I think were hindered in that genre the most of shitty production from bands that I actually do like. The first two Ellie Guns albums sound like they were recorded underwater, very flat. They've put out, if you're fans of that band as well, they have two new Hmm. versions that came out last year that sound phenomenal, their first two albums. Kicks is another one. I think that even the, the, not that I don't really need to hear it again, but Don't Close Your Eyes sounds drastically different on this remix too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I will I prefer a remix over a remaster because a remaster is just at that point you're dealing with uh, two stereo tracks and you can you can boost levels and change EQ settings you know globally, which sure. means that if you add bass, you add bass from everything to the bass drum to the hi hat to the guitar tone, and it, it, you know, it's almost like you're listening to it on your 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 stereo at home. I really because I have that option at my home stereo. A remaster doesn't do that much for me, but when you remix something, and it kind of like that Pearl Jam 10 was just eye-opening. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, just hearing that was like, I, I couldn't believe how much better it was. This album was very similar to that. I was like, holy shit, I like this record better than I thought I did, and this sounds amazing. So, yeah, because they remix it. They literally dial everything down to zero and, and start over. Yeah, It and sounds it, like it
3: could have been recorded this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and just, I don't know. I thought it was the stupidest thing, the most pointless thing in the world when I first heard about it. And then I heard the final product and I was like, fuck, this is a really, 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 really cool product, man. This is fun, Lewis. I mean, we, we've had a nice little stretch of all these kind of like more more thematic episodes. We did the, you know, four Black Sabbath shows, which were a blast. And of course, mm-hmm. the Kiss State of the Union. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Jakey Lee interview was, was great, but... Uh, this is kind of like, you know, this is home for me, our bread and butter, the Shits and Giggles show, where we just kind of like randomly riff on topics. So it's good to get back.
3: Yeah. And only a few things that uh, that we talked about tonight, too. We actually have writ- written down, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I didn't yeah. think we'd talk My about... My notes are like Helix Roof, Piercy Bad, and <laughs> I don't know. You know, you're right. It's like, yeah, we just kind of go. So it was, it was yeah. a lot of fun talking to you. Catching up and getting back... Getting back to our roots. The, the roots of being dickish assholes. Dickish assholes, yes. We should, that's, so. that, that'll be the back of our shirt uh, next year.
3: <laughs> that's, the re, that's the remix. That's is that, and that, that. fire,
2: rocks not dead, dickish assholes.
3: Love it. It's got a good ring to it. So you want to get out of here or what?
2: Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to do, man. You know, it's like, you know, stuff.
3: Perfect, perfect. You got to get out and clean that porch. You got your honey-do list. You got your uh, your Sharon Osbourne Fax you on.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Sharon Osbourne is, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Well, you probably are because I think anybody with a a smartphone, since our last episode, every man in the country has gotten a honey-do list from Sharon (laughs) Osbourne.
3: And that's what I'm saying. Like the worst thing she could do is actually that fax that you didn't even know worked.
2: That's where it comes in from. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. but yeah, it's so, good catching
3: up with you, buddy. Uh, yeah. A- so how about we uh, we play out with one of our uh, one of our favorites, Danko Jones, who is actually Dang. coming to the U.S. for a uh, a slightly longer tour than usual, and that means more yeah. than two dates. He's he's touring California, He's in Texas, and I hope to see
2: it expanding. He's actually playing with Nashville Pussy too. And I'd like to maybe you uh, will start to open up a little bit because uh, the glorious sons are coming back here for the fourth time in a little over a year and a half. And they seem to be finding a way as a Canadian band to make it work. Yeah, so.
3: I'm glad you mentioned that because they're touring some sometimes with the struts, which I'm not a fan of their latest album. But I'm glad that they're in that kind of setup and they're doing their own tour. They're actually coming back to Colorado in March, which I was shocked.
0: Yeah, and, we're going to be
2: here late February at a, awesome. the place, uh, a small bar that I've actually played. So it, it'll be fun to see them again. Uh, but yeah, so maybe Danko will pick up on that, and he'll start how, realizing that, you know what, a, can, a Canadian act can actually get in a car and drive from city to city.
3: Yeah, how about this? How about, how about Danko Jones, Gloria Sons, and Monster Truck just touring beautiful. through the U.S.? Beautiful. Rock's not dead. It's back, baby. It's
0: back.
1: The black line wheels keep on turning as I drive down the hill. I don't mind my baby with me. Say hi to the devil and ring the bell. Even the score Wheels keep on turning As I drive down the hill I don't mind my baby with me Say hi to the devil and ring the bell If I need to, I can take them on and punch them back and still be there to grease him if you want. I can drive, I can drive straight to hell, cause I'm headed down there already, don't care. Nooks on fire with the flames getting high, but it feels so good. On a Saturday night, you think you're tough like a demon, but you really look scared. People picking up what's already out there. Don't think, don't think, if you do, you're gonna sick. I can see it on your face, and I think it's only fair. I only hit back when facts stop to smell. I think I know where we're going, and I ain't gonna tell. I can see you really wanna, do you wanna, do you wanna? Just sit right back and ring the bell.